Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me as I preach the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, I ask for grace. Grace that you open our eyes that we can see, that you open our ears that we can hear, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for that spirit of grace in this message. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to share another miracle that God has done for me to illustrate what we are speaking about today. 1987, I believe it was December. God had just given us the opportunity to get a brand new house with, I think we paid $15 down on it brand new home and it was such a joy it was obviously nothing but the power of God in our lives but to move into the house there had to be certain things that we had to purchase like a refrigerator and curtains or shades on all the windows and things like that we didn't have any extra cash to do that kind of thing so we put it on a credit card I knew I knew that it was going to be a big bill. I knew the bill was coming, and it came. I remember exactly where I was standing in the living room when I opened that bill up. I knew it was going to be a big one, and it was. I opened that, that bill up, and it was $2,000. 2000 I remember standing there thinking, we don't have $2,000, and it's going to be a long time before we're going to be able to pay this off. And thinking about that, I said out loud a short prayer. Do you know, every time that you speak to Jesus and the Father, it's a prayer. And I said, Jesus, I wish I had the $2,000 to pay this bill. And I put it where I needed to put it, and then I went back to work. And it wasn't 10 minutes. It was not 10 minutes, there was a knock at my door. Nobody knew but me and God what the total of that bill was. I went to the knock on the door and opened it up. It was somebody I knew. And they stood there and I said, well, come on. And they said, no. And they handed me an envelope and they said, God told me to give this to you. They handed me the envelope and they turned around and they walked away. I closed the door opened up the envelope, and I looked inside. And in that envelope was $2,000 cash. I stood there almost in shock. I couldn't go fast enough to pay that bill off. That, that right there that the bill was paid, that the new home could be lived in without anxiety. That right there is the reason God sent Jesus. That right there is the reason God sent Jesus. And he sent him for all of us. He sent him for you. So how do we walk in that power? 
We talked about this last time. We're going to talk about it again. If you will go with me to Mark 1, verse 14 and 15, we're going to see. We're going to see how to walk where this kind of thing happens often, every day. We want to walk with God. We want to walk in that power that he gives. We want to walk in the same power that Jesus walked in when he was on the earth. And you know what? Like I said last time, one of the very first messages that Jesus preached when he started his ministry was to tell us exactly how to do that, to walk like he did. And if you will go with me to that message, and I'll show you right here. It says, Mark 1, 14, 15, verse 14. Now that after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, preaching the gospel. Right here, these words, Jesus preached the gospel. Do you know the Apostle Paul preached the gospel? Do you know that the Apostle Peter preached the gospel? Do you know that all of those with Jesus preached the gospel? That's what we need to preach. Verse 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled. It's here. Jesus was born 30 years earlier. Never did a miracle until now. He said, the time is fulfilled. Here it comes, folks. Here it comes. And he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Jesus' messages were short and sweet and powerful. His words were life. His words were power. His words were spirit. And right here he tells us, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Now, we talked about last time, the kingdom of God, and I want to read that verse again. There are some attributes to the kingdom of God we have to get in our hearts to know how to walk in this. And that verse is 1 Corinthians 4. I'm going to read verse 19 and 20. Verse 19, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He said, but I will come to you shortly. And he's talking to the people in Corinth. I will come to you shortly if the Lord will. And will know, not the speech of them that are puffed up. But the power. But the power. He wasn't looking for somebody that could talk well. He wasn't looking for a flowery sermon. He was looking for the power. He was looking for the power. And that next verse, verse 20, is our key. For the kingdom of God is not in word. It's not in word. The kingdom of God is in power but in power. So we know the kingdom of God that Jesus said was at hand is with power. It's with power. Let's take another look at something else that the kingdom of God is. I want you to go with me to Luke 17. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is here. It's near. That kingdom we know is with power. The power is at hand, he said. The power, the kingdom of God. Let's take another look at an attribute of the kingdom of God. Luke 17, verse 20. I'm going to read 20 and 21. He said, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You're not going to know when the kingdom of God comes. 21, neither will they say, lo here or lo there. But what did Jesus say? 
He said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Isn't that interesting? Not only that, we know the kingdom of God is with power. So now we know that that power is in us. That power of God will be in us. In us. Amen. That power of God is in us. Where does it work from? It works from within us. It works in our belly. Now, another thing about the kingdom of God. Why? We want to know what the kingdom of God is because we want it. We want it. We want to walk in that kingdom. We want the miracles when we need the miracles. Now, let's take another look. I want you to go to Luke 12. This is a beautiful, beautiful statement. Luke 12, verse 32. Jesus is speaking here. These are the words of our Messiah. You know, there's a verse that I often refer to, and it's one of my favorites. It's Luke 10, 35, and it's in the second part of it, the phrase that Jesus said, he said, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. Have you ever considered that? The word of God, the scripture cannot be broken. You can't break it. When you believe it, it manifests. Well, here is a statement that Jesus is making, and you can't change it. It's always going to be this way, and it's a beautiful statement to get into the heart. Luke 12, 32, Jesus speaking, he said, fear not, little flock, don't be afraid. Jesus speaking, fear not, don't be afraid, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your Father's, your Heavenly Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And we know by the other scriptures that the kingdom is with power. So Jesus is saying right here, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the power. Did you know that? Did you know the Father wants you to have it? Did you know that the Father wants you to have miracle after miracle, that victory in your life? Did you know that? Well, it is written right here. Look at it with your eyes. The scripture cannot be broken. It is your Father's good pleasure to give it to you. So how do we get the power? Let's go back again to Mark 1. How do we get it? How do we walk in it? Because Jesus' first message tells us how. Back to verse 15, and Jesus speaking and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That power that's within us, that God wants us to have. How do we get it? Repent you and believe the gospel. Repent you and believe the gospel. And we talked about that word repent last time. That repent, that word, when you look it up in the concordance, when you look it up in the Greek, and oh, thank God we don't have to go to college to learn Greek. We had a multitude go before us that did it for us. That's what the concordance is for. Let them do the work. We'll take the answers. And if we look that up, that word repent, 
It means to change your mind. To change your mind. Change the way you're thinking. Change the way you think. That word repent means to change what you're thinking and to think something else. And what is it that Jesus wants us to change to? What is it that Jesus wants us to repent to? He wants to change the way we're thinking from what we're thinking here and instead to believe the gospel. Jesus said in his first message, the power of God is at hand. It's here. How do you get it? You change the way you're thinking and you believe the gospel. You believe the gospel. It's that simple. It's that simple. God is not complicated. We make him complicated. And we make him complicated by not believing the word of God. Well, it's written right here. Jesus said, repent and do what? Believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Let's go again. I want to get it in our hearts exactly what the gospel is. The bona fide definition of the gospel is in the very book that God wrote. If you will go with me to 1 Corinthians 15. I heard it once said to me and it got in my heart that every definition of any word that you need to know in the, in the word of God in this Bible is in this Bible. You just have to open your eyes and ask God to show it to you. What we just read, it's a father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure. My Lord, that's why he sent Jesus. Now, go with me to 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to see again the absolute bona fide definition of the gospel that Jesus is referring to. All right? For verse 1, moreover, brethren, Paul speaking, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. Paul preached it. Paul preached it. Jesus preached it. Peter preached it. All the apostles preached the gospel. So what did they preach? Verse 2, by which also you are saved. So what are we saved by? We're saved by this gospel. I want you to consider. It doesn't say here you're saved by the Ten Commandments. It says you're saved by the gospel. It says, by which you are also saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Yes, you can believe in vain, but we don't have to go there. We can believe. Verse 3, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. What was the first thing he delivered unto them? The Corinthians, he delivered unto them the gospel. He said the first thing that I declared unto you, delivered unto you, was the gospel. And what is that gospel? The next phrase is, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. What is the gospel. The gospel is in verse 3 and 4, how that Christ died, died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose 
again the third day according to the scriptures. That's what we believe. That's what we trust in. That's what we adhere to. That's what we commit to. That's what the word believe means. It means to trust in, to adhere to, to commit to, to have faith in. What? To have faith in the gospel, to commit to the gospel, to trust in the gospel, to adhere to the gospel. And that gospel is the death burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. It's that simple. You will find as we continue looking at this word and preaching this gospel that every answer you need, every situation that needs fixed will be found. The answer, the solution, the victory will be in this gospel. Let's take a look at these words a little more. Verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. So we know Paul declared it. Which I preached unto you, which also you have received. You have to receive it. Do you know that you can hear a preacher preach the gospel over and over and over and over and never receive it? It has to be received. And it has to be received in the heart. It cannot be received in your head. It does no work for you in the head. Remember, the kingdom of God is within us. The power of God is within us. And how do we get that power? By believing this gospel. It says, but you have received wherein you stand. That word stand, that's another way of saying commit to. That's another way of saying trust in, adhere to, stand. Stand in what? Stand in that Jesus died and he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's what we stand in. We don't stand in the Ten Commandments. We don't stand in the teachings of Moses. Jesus didn't say that. He said repent and believe the gospel. He said repent and believe the gospel the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's what Jesus told us to change what you're thinking and to believe this. Amen. Do you see? Jesus laid it out so simply. We don't believe the things we see or hear or, tr or, or the circumstances. What do we do? We trust, we believe, we adhere to the gospel. We adhere to the gospel. We believe the gospel. Let's go on. He said, By which you also saved, if you keep in memory, what I preached unto you. Do you see? I want you to see this. I'm going to read it slower. It says, By which also you are saved. What saves you? Do the Ten Commandments save you? That's not what Paul preached. That's not what Jesus preached. What did Paul and Jesus and Peter and all the apostles preach? They said, by which also you are saved. What saved you? The gospel saves you. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is what saves us. And it says, if, 
if. Did you know there was an if in the Bible? Did you know when it came to being saved, there was an if? Do you see that? Do you really see that to being saved, believing the gospel, there's an if? And what is the if? If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. We have to stick with that gospel. We have to keep it in my memory. We have to walk in it so that there's no if. You know what? You've got to believe that gospel. There is no such thing as once saved, always saved. The Apostle Paul blew it up right here with the word if. If. If you keep in memory unless you believed in vain. Now, Jesus died. The gospel is that Jesus died according to the scriptures and he was buried and he was raised again the third day according to the scriptures. That's what saves us. That's what heals us. That's what brings the job when we need it. That's the security that protects us. That's the safety that takes us out of dangerous situations. That's what brings our prosperity, that's what brings our welfare. Oh, that's what blesses us. That's what gives us peace. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And I want to show us one more thing about that kingdom to finish. And I want you to go to John 3. We all know this chapter. Everyone even wears t-shirts with three, John 3.16, but I want us to take a look because there's one more thing about the kingdom of God I want you to see. One more important aspect of the kingdom of God. I'm going to begin in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jew, a Pharisee, a man that walked totally in the law, blameless, a ruler of the Jews, walked in the ways of Moses, but he's coming to Jesus by night, and he says, you got something we don't have. Jesus, you have something we don't have. And he knew it. He said, for no man can do these miracles except thou do, except what that thou doest except God be with him. And what is Jesus' answer? What is Jesus' answer to a man that walked in the way of Moses, that a man that was a ruler of the Jews? Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't even see it. Do you know that that kingdom of God can be working all around you? There can be miracles taking place before and behind you, and you never see it. Why? It says it right here. Jesus said, verily, verily. He said this is important. Except a man be born again, he can't even see the kingdom of God. You want to see it? You want to experience that power? 
Well, to do it, you're going to have to be born again. And you know what? God made born again so easy. It is simple. What do we do? We pray this prayer. Pray it with me. This is a prayer that Jesus is always listening for. And he will always hear. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. And he will always answer that prayer. He is ready to answer that prayer. Pray it. And watch your eyes be open and you begin to see the power of God. Amen. Let's finish with Terry Brown singing Who Am I? When I think of how he came so far from glory For shame and such disgrace on Mount Calvary, take my place. Then I ask myself this question Who am I? Who am I that the king would bleed and die for? Not my will, thine Lord. The answer I may never know. Why ever love me so that to an old rugged cross he'd go? For who am I when I'm reminded of his words? I'll leave thee never If you'll be true I'll give to you Life forever Oh, I wonder what I could have done To deserve God's only Son To fight my battles Until they're won For who who am I that the king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would pray, not my will, thy Lord? The answer I may never know. To an old rugged cross he'd go 
for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would like to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. That's kd at kdwol.com. Or you can write her at Kathy Davidson, Post Office Box, 94 Plano, Texas, 75094. You can also find her on the internet at her website, kdwol.com and on Facebook and also YouTube. Until next time, God bless.